Welcome to Love and Madness. We're keeping the name. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I can't say more about that because it was a hard process. Okay. It was just me deciding, like, how to be sane while having a show called Love and Madness. What? Yeah. Want my mic closer to me? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I had a problem with uh, me being mentally ill and not wanting to call the show Love and Madness briefly, but it's a way better title than the other one. Um, Love and Games was the idea, which would be cool and all. But if we're doing mostly game reviews or something, yeah, we talk more about true crime. We talk about like cults, and love and madness fits. So we're keeping it, and I'll be insane, but I'm gonna try to do better. <laughs> I just I felt like I had to perform every time we were doing a show, and it, I felt very trapped in that in some way. Yeah, but not not overly. I, I enjoy it. I need to learn how to shut up while I'm also being insane. <laughs> so here we are. Your turn to talk. Um, <laughs> your turn. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. I just wanted to let you know it was your turn to talk. Oh, I appreciate that. It's entirely your turn to talk. Uh, oh, is it my turn? It's entirely your turn. No, is it my turn now? It's your turn right now. Or just now. in a minute after you tell me it's my turn again. Excuse me? No, it's your turn. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> um, yeah, do we do this all the time? Yes. We yes, don't do we that. Do. No, yes. we don't. Yeah. You're yeah. full of shit. <laughs> I just have to be contrarian, and that should get me to shut up. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I won't. Anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to be, but how I to love be? you. Just be you. Just be me, but what is that? I don't know. What do you see me as? That I gotta be. What? You be whoever you want to be. I think you don't have a particular opinion of who I am, and you love me, right? I'm whatever what? I am that day. Okay, I don't know. I don't mean that as a criticism. No, okay. I think that you accept me as who I am, is what I was trying to say in a really weird, backwards, self-defeating yes, way. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's all. And uh, you have a complicated mind and a simple heart. Yes, I do. Yes. And you have a simple heart and a complicated mind. <laughs> it's just the same as what I said. It is the other direction. <laughs> I go down the valley, you go up the valley. Into the mountain. You go to the mountain, and I come down from the mountain. Okay. <laughs> that is the nature of our relationship. Sorry. Oh, was that you? I was rocking my foot, and it sounded like a space oh, machine yeah. or something. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know if the mic picked that up, but hey. I don't, it won't worry. I don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a good week. We've been busy. We've been making plans and getting things together, so that's been good. What plans have you made? Well, uh... I need to know them all. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see how you're plotting against me. So tell me, what plans have you made? <laughs> no, no, it's just uh, what we're going to do for the fall for the wedding venue. Um, we've got Patreon, or the patron set up for the podcast. Although I haven't archived any of the old episodes yet, but I'm going to do that soon. I, I, I did, did figure out how to do that. I did a minimal amount of work on the website. I'm not done. Okay. But it's presentable. Okay. And I need to find the better pictures. I need you to send them to me again in the Dropbox once we settle that. Okay. They are in the Dropbox right now. Right, but I can't get them. They won't access. I have a similar problem what you're dealing with. Oh. Maybe yours edited mine and they won't work on mine. Because I went to the Keep folder and could not find the right pictures. So I used a video and I put a pretty picture of a fairy up gotcha. there. And so I, I changed some of the text a little. Uh-huh. And I haven't been able to do all the work I want to do. Okay. So okay. I need those pictures back. So which means we're having issues with Dropbox right now. Yeah, Dropbox. It's an amazing service, and I'm, I'm loyal to them because they were the first that I found mm -hmm. that was awesome at that. I mean, they yeah. had they had um, corporate 
solutions before. Right. But then Dropbox brought it to the people, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. So if there's a better one, I don't want it. Right. Okay. I'm weird. But if there were a really better one, I'd use it. That's that's kind of like the weird weird place I am. It sounds hypocritical or, or mm-hmm. contrary to myself, but I'm loyal to the good one. Yeah. The, the first one. But if there's a way better one, we could use it. So if anyone uh, knows about that, write that in the comments. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been having issues with Dropbox <coughs> syncing and whatnot, which is why I haven't gotten the latest podcast that we did last week edited yet because I cannot get Scott's audio. So She can never hear my audio because I'm, I'm, I'm only partially in the time stream. <laughs> so it's kind of working. No, I, I can't even get to the file, so that's, right. not, that's not helpful. It's not a sync. So, anyway, so we'll, we'll get that figured out. But... Um, but yeah, we're we're getting stuff together. It's it's good. I actually um, got through a couple chapters in my book. I'm in the middle of chapter six now, going through it. And uh, is it an exciting? Is it exciting to write it? Um, like you having fun? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. The the thing that I struggle with is that I really need concentrated time to do it. I don't do well with that type of thing switching gears constantly so like this week has actually been fairly busy for me you don't do well with switching gears quickly Mm -hmm. and that's my whole thing sometimes but i think it's like if we're gear together you're the big gear right you got the gear and you got all the the, all the the math and the physics that's going on there but Mm -hmm. mine's just a little clicker and if i go the wrong speed for you it throws you off a little but you do try to match me so i have to work on my rhythm my tempo to match your smooth rotation okay Okay? Mm-hmm. I have to find the right pace. Well, uh, this I don't know if this will help you find your pace, but I thought this would be a fun thing to try, is we're going to try story time with Scott. Okay. Yes. This should make my mind more lucid, so it'll give me something click-clacky to do. Uh, okay. Quick. So I, I, I'm going to give you, Scott, I'm going to give you four words that I did not choose at random. Okay. And... This you, is something you can do with your own husband to train him. <laughs> Enjoy. And you need to make up a story using all four words. All four words. That's it. Okay, what if it's a quick story? It can be a very quick story. It can I want to do a, a long one. It can be a one-line story if you want. Okay. I don't care. But you have to use all four words. Tell me the words. I have trouble remembering four things at the same time. Okay. All right. It'll be fine. Okay. First word, never mind. I say that like every other word. Okay. Never mind. Cat. Never mind cat. Banana. Banana. And weekend. Weekend. Okay, so weekend at banana, right? Huh? It has something to do with weekend at Bernie's because banana. <laughs> uh, and then we got cat, never mind cat. So Neverland, right? I, I don't okay, know. Okay, hold on. Okay. The story about Peter Pan going to a place is very much like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a cat's of... Uh, of of Uthar, which are from the Lovecraftian, uh, I'm doing a little bit of like, uh, what I call making clay. Uh-huh. I'm starting a story. So, okay, so there's something to do with a Neverland type place called the Maelstrom. Okay. Okay, never mind. Hold on. Something to do with never mind. Banana, cat, and. Weekend. Weekend. Today is the weekend. Yes. Right. So this weekend, you and I are going to say never mind everything else. We're going to travel into a wonderful land called the Maelstrom. Okay. Okay. 
and we are going to hunt for every color of banana we can find. How many colors of bananas There's are there? There's indigo bananas out there. <laughs> okay. There are indigo bananas. There are blue eat, bananas, eat. green ones. Oh. But they're good to eat. Mm. They're just green at the end. And the green ones are made so out of people. So we're going to find this full spectrum of banana <laughs> is, is one of the, one of the side projects you and I will have this weekend <laughs> as we travel in our wonderful fleet of ships. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're like pirate ships, like okay. wooden pirate ships. And they travel through this wonderful land of floating islands and worlds called the Maelstrom. Okay. And uh, as for a story, I think the story is uh, to be continued. That's as much as I have. Where's the cat? The cat? Oh, yeah. shit. The cat's will be taken care of. <laughs> so we can go off and travel. Because they'll be in a slight time slow. But we're going to see all kinds of cat people out there. We're going to visit the cat people and see what kind of bananas they can grow. Mm. They're growing special bananas out there. Because we magical. know that cats love bananas. They're magical. They're cat people that grow special bananas. Yes. And they're lovely people. And uh -huh. they're, the only thing about them is that they're a little bit overly sexual with each other. <laughs> okay. It's like a public thing. Like, like You see them kind of like go off to an alley. They're, they're polite and all. But you see like a tail like sticking out and, and they're having a lot of fun. They're horny cats, cat people, and they grow these strange bananas in their cities. And so we're going to go visit them at some point. But it's going to be like a cat and banana themed kind of adventure. <laughs> we're going to be floating through uh, flying airships in a fleet that include like rock stars and stuff. We're going to go like invade mm -hmm. worlds and liberate them over the weekend. Okay. Okay? Uh -huh. Over the weekend. Every weekend. Hmm. <laughs> and meanwhile, we'll be uh, crossing the time stream a lot, and, and just kind of getting our uh, our whole romantic, like divine cosmic feminine and divine cosmic male thing back together. Okay. And that's because of those weird ass psychedelic bananas we're going to be eating. Ah. Okay. They're psychedelic bananas. Oh, they're, they're like tie dye bananas. We got kind of like, we got psychedelic bananas. Yeah. It's like kryptonite, except they're good. <laughs> so uh, it's not really a story. Is that so much like a setting? I come up with settings, not stories. <laughs> You're better at stories. Okay. So the story will be written by you and I as a travel log, at uh, some point. So I just handed the problem back to you, but I used all four words. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and it could be more than bananas too. Like well. Really weird mushrooms and stuff. Okay. Do you want to know why I chose those four words? Why? First one. Never mind. Yeah. This is gonna make you feel old. This week was the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's Nevermind. Of Nirvana's Nevermind. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? We're wow. endless because we've eaten those bananas before. Yeah. We've eaten some sort of strange banana and we became uh -huh. endless. Yeah. We're never going to die. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if, that, if it was 30 years ago. Yeah. It's just like a splash. Like, who cares? Yeah. So. It's recent. Um, I chose cat because my damn cat won't leave me alone. Uh, so, yeah. Nope. He, apparently, he, I, I, you know, I would think from the way he sits on me and snores that he must not sleep at all when I am not here. I know that's not true, but he says he even snores, and yeah. then you say he must not sleep. Other than yeah, it, it, it's like he, he. Well, and granted, I know he sleeps. I know he does. That's what he does most of the time. Yeah, cats sleep uh, some cats. percentage of the day. How much? Like forty or fifty? Uh, a lot. Mm. They sleep a lot. They sleep a lot. But yeah, he what he loves curl. If I'm sitting down, he loves curling up on me and just snoring. And yeah. I'm like, why why am I the most comfortable thing in the house to sit on? I, I actually same... locked him up in the Florida room just so I could eat lunch today. Because yeah. I'm like, dude, I was trying to have spaghetti and my cat was all over me. Uh, yeah, and, and he ended up eating some of the spaghetti and I had to throw it out. 
but he's good and he deserves some spaghetti. Good boy. So uh, I chose banana because the bananas are always funny. You know, bananas are always funny. Yes. Like like Kyla, she would pick waffles and you'd pick bananas. Yes. You have a similar sense of humor with that. Just odd words. You have a certain absurdist thing. And then I picked weekend because. Norm Macdonald passed away this week. No! Yeah. Not Norm. Yeah. He had Norm cancer. Norm Macdonald. I think. I think had he had cancer. cancer. Yeah. Like, no wonder in the last show I saw him in, he used to have a radio show, like a podcast like ours, so it was videotaped. Uh-huh. He looked like he was getting serious about life. And, yeah. And some comedians, when they get older, they do get serious. Almost like grimly serious. Well, he, he was only a few years older than me. Wow. He, he died he of 51. cancer. 51, yeah. All right. Well, so, we'll, we'll go over but, cover but Norm because he did, he did, he did some of the best weekend updates, you know. So that's he why surely I picked, did. That's why I picked weekend. We're gonna go recover Norm Macdonald and bring him back to life in the underworld. Yeah. This weekend. No. Why not? That, we'll just rest. I don't want to go to the underworld. Well, why don't Why don't we just? Uh, we'll do something. I'm not Hades or Persephone or any of that. You're not. I thought I was Hades and you were Persephone. No. I. Where every romantic couple. They're a romantic couple. See, the thing is, about certain myths, I don't like Hephaestus' myth, and I don't like the Hades myth that, that much. Yeah. They both say that, like, each of those two men end up being uh, a rapist of some kind. Or, at the lightest shade, the sort of a Beauty and the Beast thing where he kidnaps her and she falls in love. Is that a real woman's fantasy, sometimes, to be kidnapped and then fall in love? It, kidnapped? No. But, like, they say there's a, a sold in marriage or something, some sort of weird thing that happened, and it turns out the guy's the only good guy in the whole world. Is that kind of the weird fantasy of the Beauty and the Beast? No, no. The Beauty and the Beast thing is more... It, 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 it's, it's, it's like most women want a, a man who's manly, but has that softer side. Right. And So like the Dracula myth of the big villain yeah. that turns into a sweetheart? Yeah. You want to be the one to tame a man, don't you? Mm. So what if I have to be, I have to be wicked, don't I? And you'll love me more. <laughs> I don't think I could love you more. You could. I guarantee I'll be more wicked. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, but I, I was thinking about Norman Donald today, and I know at least one of your answers to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Please. It's like, uh, what celebrity death really upset you? Wow. It would be Chris Cornell and, yeah. and also Robin Williams. Mm. A lot have, but those are two big ones. Robin Williams, when he when he died, it passed me. Also, uh, Chris Farley. Yeah. Comedians, when they die, it hurts me. Yeah. And musicians, when they're gone and there's no more music, especially when I just got into them. Yeah. Like big time, this mm -hmm. has happened to me, and I found out they're dead, and I'm like, oh. Oh. So it's more celebrities that that make me sad than actual, oddly enough, like so-called blood family. I I have very little concern for my blood family passing, and I hate to say that. It sounds cruel or mean, but mm -hmm. I don't feel like they're as real as the, like the musicians and the artists. Mm -hmm. I, I feel sadder when an artist dies than I do when um, someone else does. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're going on to something else of their own. I feel like there's no such thing as death. Yeah. They're going on to their own thing, and maybe they're out of my world, and I don't have to deal with them again. And at least they're happy somewhere else. And that's as hard line as I get on that. Yeah. So a lot of times, like my Aunt Karen, when she passed... We're not talking celebrities. We can we yeah. lump everyone who was celebrity there. For family, it was my aunt Karen, mm -hmm. uh, my grandma King, my grandma Blankenship. These are people I loved very much. Yeah. Um, and it's always women though. I, I, it's like I, I I am both like injured by women, and the people I get along with best tend to be women. Yeah. So when you have all these female friends, except for like Ryder and a few people, I get along with the, your friends' husbands usually. 
Yeah. But Ryder was a friend that you had as like an equal like, yeah. partner in crime kind of thing. So I like Ryder. I like your friends. I don't necessarily like my old friends. <laughs> unless they're really old. Yeah. Celebrity deaths, uh, the one that hit me the hardest, and I'm not even sure why, was Heath Ledger. That Heath one Ledger, really, that really broke my heart. Joaquin Phoenix. I'd just seen yeah. one thing by him. I was like, damn it. Not Joaquin. River. River. Sorry. Joaquin's still alive. Joaquin's the one who played Commodus. Yes. So well. Yes. He played the Joker. Yes. I love Joaquin. I'm sorry. Yeah. I guess I was thinking of the, the one I love now. But, like, you know, brother. I, yeah. I, I often felt like movie stars and, 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 and actors were like my brothers. I was like, I want to be their brother. I want to be their friend. Yeah. And this isn't the same thing as, like, a weird gay crush or something. I actually um, didn't have a lot of friends. And so I would always look to these people who are right. doing vibrant things in life. Yeah. And they would be my friends. Yeah. Well, Heath Ledger, I was like, I remember watching. Do you remember the TV show Roar? Roar? Yeah. Was that about a cop or something? No, it was like, it was, um, it was kind of a medieval Scottish thing. Roar, and it was about, uh, and and he had a very, very young Heath Ledger was the star. Oh. Very young. And it's a TV show. Yeah. I didn't see it at all. Yeah. I didn't watch TV for like 10 years. And I actually, I really loved the show and I think it only lasted a season. And so I'd always been a fan. I felt like I kind of watched him grow up as he went through his, you know, different career moves and whatnot. And, and, um, and yeah, when, when he died, it really did break my heart. You know who also got me? Uh, the guy who, who played, he said, I sharded in a movie. I forget what it was. It was a, it was a, a comedy movie. And the guy was playing basketball, and he he, he sharted himself, which oh. is shit and fart. Yeah, I, I know yeah, what Yeah, but it was, like, bad. He had diarrhea. Yeah. It was a bad thing. But that actor, though, I've seen him in other things that was serious, and he was mm-hmm. portraying someone such a such a, uh, a degenerate. Mm-hmm. And he lived in uh, Rochester, New York, right? Mm-hmm. He came from there, and he died just before we moved there. Oh, so wow. it came up in the news and all the stories yeah, we were talking about yeah. at that time. So I actually regretted uh, somehow not meeting him. I grew up on Martha's Vineyard, so I met some celebrities, and I always wanted to meet a few more and be like, these people are creative. Not because I'm a fan because they're on the TV. Right. I don't give a shit about that part. What I like is that they come up with brilliant ideas, and they they have good taste, and I've only ever wanted to be around people like that. Mm-hmm. And I might be a snob in that department, um, but I don't care because life is better when you know, you're around creative people. Yeah. I don't want to be around uncreative people. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I just... I, no, that's okay. This is not a box so much as a carpet rolling out for me. And that's fine. But, um, yeah, that that one in particular just hit me, like, super hard. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, uh, other celebrities, you know, I've been sad, but it hasn't hit me quite like that. So who 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 hit, who hit you so much? Huh? Who hit you so much today? Like recently? You said something hadn't hit you quite like that. I missed Oh it. no, Heath Ledger was the one I got the most upset over. Yeah. Uh now I also um David Bowie. Mm. A lot of them are male role bo- role models in a certain way, like people yeah. I would like to be creative like. People I, I admire. Well, I mean, uh, George George Michael didn't I wasn't like super sad about it but i was very sad for his life right because he died alone he was a gay man and and he didn't admit it through the 80s because he couldn't and 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 
and then he he ended up alone and and the, to me that story is a very profound one when I hear about it yeah is a gay the gay man who who never quite found his love yeah and that I'm that, not gay, that that but I get it that 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 made me very sad because I mean I, I I love his voice and I was like I used to listen to Wham all the time yeah and uh, we and, we did yeah. some uh, Wham karaoke once mm -hmm. we? we did a few songs from there I, it's fun yeah I, I yeah. It's, it's the artist and like I always used to regret that we never get to go to places like the Library of Alexandria because someone burned it down mm -hmm. and all these things and the Ferris Lighthouse I I have a, a sentimentality for the past and for art and, and creativity yeah and I kind of sometimes feel like I don't belong in this age with all the big box superstores and all the, the, the shop mark you know shop markets yeah and then the, the weird values that I don't understand like I don't belong here yeah I, I get that and I belong with you Mm -hmm. So, but I that's very, probably why you like the small town feel a little. I love more. the small town feel because to me it's a storybook. I see this area as almost like American Gothic. Mm -hmm. It's like we're living in a genre. Yeah. And there's this this we're living near a place called Salem, and I swear on the sign it said it was 19 miles and 17 miles and 12 miles away. <laughs> I swear it changed and moved around, like it just settled in, and suddenly <laughs> everyone remembers it. They're like, yeah, I remember Salem. So I I see magic in the world, and I want to live in a genre without being too insane. <laughs> that's kind of my gist. Yeah. And I love history. Mm-hmm. And I want to live. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you want to move on to what I wanted to talk about today? Yeah. You changed the tone of my heart with that. No. Because I got to express something that I've, I've had trouble expressing openly. You can't just have this conversation with anybody. Okay. You can't just say these things to people like, oh, I, I love celebrities more than I love my own blood family. Yeah. You can't say that unless you really understand each other. Mm -hmm. And I love some of my blood family. Like, my cousin Richie's amazing. Yeah. You know? My cousin uh, Brandon's fun, you know? Mm -hmm. Certain cousins are fun. But I don't like certain elders. Yeah. I like all my cousins, actually. Except that one guy, sort of. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. But I had to kind of, like, tone that back up to something where we can talk about something else. Because I'm so poetic with that. Yeah. That I uh, I need to tone it back up to some sort of grit. Well, um, I, I was I was listening to, to a podcast today, <laughs> and it was friend. it was actually a, it, I don't know why it's like I I I, I was uh, listening to old Doctor Phil shows because he cracks me up, and uh, they had he had this family on Doctor Phil. Yeah. Hoxatani Doctor Phil. He had he had this family on, and this was several years ago, but all three of their adult daughters, all of them were living at home and all hooked on heroin. So all three all of the man's adult daughters were living at home with him on heroin. The parents, both the parents. The parents were on heroin. The kids were the, adult daughters living there too. Okay, the parents weren't on heroin, but, but all three of their daughters, adult oh. daughters, were... That sounds like a nightmare house. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How would you live with that situation if you were not the heroin people? Well, that's just it. It's like the mom was an extreme enabler. Oh my God, enabler! And, and then the dad had no backbone. And, right. And Doctor Phil actually started yelling at him and told him to man up. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I have a weird thing that some people like that kind of like these people are are a wreck and I'm not, and I get to hide that in my house. Yeah. You know, like some people like that shit drama. Yeah. But the enabling can come from multiple directions, including the drama yeah. need. Um, yeah, well, in in what it, the the mom in particular, uh, you know, would constantly you know 
give the girls money. And one of the girls thought... Go get, go get heroin. Yeah, one of, one of the girls was actually turning tricks to buy heroin for her and for her sister. There is always a sexual undertone with heavy drug use. Yeah. There always is. And I think that there's something weird there with the family that he somehow likes his strung out daughters. Well, he didn't... He, he really just seemed to be... At least the impression I got was he seemed to be totally beat up by all the women in his life. And that he was just a mouse of a man. Truthfully. Oh, so the wife was the one who liked the drama. Yeah. And, ah, and so she's then it like, probably wasn't the husband. She, she, but he yeah. liked being beaten up by his wife. She, she, and I'm, I'm not saying literally beat up. I'm, I mean, emotionally, though. Emotionally, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. It's and, either identical, but I get what you're saying. And, and she, and Dr. Phil yelled at her quite a bit and was like, you know, well, she, she helps out her daughters so, so that they, so that it. they feel better. And he's like, no, you're not doing that so they feel better. You're doing that so you feel better. Right. Be honest about yourself. Yeah. You're a creep. She, she's a creepy lady. And she wants to live in a house with strung out daughters. Some part of her weird fantasy she wrote for herself involves this lifestyle of being the one who has it together and these poor daughters can't handle themselves. Yeah, so it, it, it was... Munchausen syndrome almost. But the, the good thing was he got all three girls in... in I, I, I found an update. All, got all three girls into separate rehabs because they needed to separate for a while. Get their of course, shit together. That's the thing with uh, enablers. Yeah. Like you're going to have a group of people that did drugs together. They all want to get clean except the one person, right? Yeah. That one person is going to try to bring everyone back into doing it mm-hmm. again. So Alcoholics Anonymous is full of that story. Yeah. I, I sat in a few meetings, and obviously it's anonymous or whatever. Yeah. But my aunt used to go. Yeah. But she would be proud to say. Um, but yeah, there's I, a common story you keep hearing is that like my friend wanted me to go out with them, and they said I wasn't hanging out enough and it was no fun anymore, and all of a sudden you're doing the drug or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's enabling too. It's yeah. like uh, someone else is trying to enable the drug user is trying to enable the situation to recover uh, a lost yeah. sense of happiness or something. But it's not complicated. It's just selfishness. Yeah, and and um, so maybe the root of enabling is selfishness. It, it, the the good thing is is all when they did the update, all three girls had gotten clean and sober and had been. And then the mom Two was of on. them were, were... Well, they didn't have the mom back on, so I don't... She would have been on it. Like, after yeah. that, she needed drama but, in her life. But they had... I'll do it now. Two of them had been, had been clean and sober for three years, and one of them did have a backslide, but had been clean and sober for several months. Those backslides happen. So they like, do. If, if sister number two had friends that did it, and she hung out with them separately, she yeah. might meet them and then and then try it again. It's like a reinfection of a, of yeah. a disease. A dis-ease. And I think its root is is some sort of a selfishness and insecurity combined. Yeah, but I but I see this. It it, it happens. You know, I listen to a lot of true crime, and it, it seems like, especially when you get to like incels. You know what an incel is, right? Yeah, involuntary celibates. Right. Which means like people that no one likes sexually. Well, yeah. For some reason. But but uh, the, the majority of these guys have have never grown up and have parents that enable their behavior and 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 i'm like you're you're 30 years old you're living in in your mom's basement you know you know yeah. so, so playing they're, they're video games why, all you know time. i've read some of their forums they have these debates oh yeah they have this one thing where they believe they can change their face shape which i actually agree with because over years i've kind of made my face look differently by making expressions that make my face change mm-hmm. so they have this sort of idea but they end up getting real weird with it this idea that um oh the one who goes on a woman 
killing, shooting is a hero, and they they like warn yeah. those guys when they're killed. That's how dark that shit can get when yeah. you say, "I'm going to label myself now as an involuntary celibate, and women are evil." Yeah. And suddenly you're out there with a gun. Because it's the women's the fault because that you're, you're in a creep. some sort of tunnel with enablers. You know? Enablers. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and I'm like, no, Fuck it's not that. the women's fault. You're a creep. You're, you're the creep. Yeah. There's this just... one guy who would have been a good-looking kid. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? He he was they they said they they labeled him in memes and hero because he said I want to be and hero. Like he was trying to be like an 1800s writer mm. where they would put the n on on the h, but you okay. don't use it on the h. Huh. Uh. Use it on the a different New, New England New Englanders will often put an N before mm-hmm. an H, but mm. not hero, right? Hmm. It's a different kind of H. So he, he was misunderstanding it, and someone made fun of him at like a collegiate level diss, uh. and they put his picture up and they said, and hero, uh. you know? And so to me, that's, that, that's like, that's university level fuck you. People don't get that though at the meme level, and they yeah. think they just call him and hero. And so I have a joke about this, where imagine uh, Alice P. Keaton and his sister are in high school, Okay. Okay. So Alex and Mallory. Alex and Mallory are in high school. Okay. So there's a guy who calls Alex B. Keaton Mallory because Alex B. Keaton says Mallory a lot. He's like, Mallory. You know? Uh, And so Alex P. Keaton is called Mallory by a guy that is now called Mallory because he calls Alex B. Keaton Mallory, not realizing (laughs) that they're brother and sister. Okay. So that's a a little bit of collegiate level. It's like like freshman level, like cattishness, cattiness. So, so right there, that's the kind of uh, rhythm of, of, of what I just said. So if you understand yeah. the first, you understand the gist of the second. And so I like those kind of jokes. I, I don't know why I'm getting into the joke part, but... Yeah, well, I just, I, I, I don't know. I find it interesting that there's so many parents out there who don't understand that the whole point of being a parent is to raise functional adults. Adults that can handle themselves. <laughs> you don't want them to always need mommy or daddy. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh, you're mommy's little boy. That can get real pathological, mm-hmm. can it? Uh, I mean, we get Norman Bates out of that. We get a bunch of shit out of that. Yeah. But then, if you go, like, all the way around on the other side of it, say somebody did have a fucked up family. Uh-huh. In, this, in the context of their own relationship with their, their, uh, their couple, you can work out some stuff about your parents. Right. Even in bed. Yeah, that's not... It's odd, right? That's, that, that's It's an odd the, thing, but it's, it's, it's safe. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, because yeah. uh, there's such a thing as fellowship, and then beyond that, enabling. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be, like, uh, in a relationship with someone, and they have this issue of, like, I don't... Uh, I need to get slapped, or something, because this right. has happened with people. Yeah. They might need to get slapped to feel something at all, because they were beaten yeah. very badly, so that their body went numb. Yeah. And so, a little bit of re-stimulation of that in a safe environment can help someone heal. Yeah. This is this. I mean, our show is love and madness, and it gets into the whole whole array of this. So there's a spectrum, and where is the line between enabling something messed up? Well, if if, it, if it's safely anchored in a couple, it's not messed up, right. right? So there's people out there, and I'm not one of them, who might throw a diaper on, and then walk around pretending to be a baby because they never got to be a baby, right? Or yeah. maybe they were a baby, and it's the only time they were ever happy, or whatever the fuck their stupid yeah thing is. It is not relevant to this conversation. Yes. <laughs> you know, but but it just is. It's like, as long as you have a good anchor for it, it's not necessarily enabling, as long as it's not ex- expressing itself out in the culture, also. Yeah. So, so I've seen people riding a bus where one lady had a collar on and the guy's carrying a chain. Oh, yeah. It was creepy to me because uh-huh. there were kids around. They don't understand what that means. Yeah. But if they want to go do that themselves, fine. But maybe that's their, like, their day out. Uh-huh. I mean, the kids were mostly at school, but there were babies and stuff on the bus that day. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it was their way of expressing that for themselves and they weren't paying attention to anyone else. 
but I think there's a limit. Like just just keep it in your own bedroom, and don't push it out to the society. Also, keep it in your own home if you want to act weird. You know, as long as it's not hurting people. Yeah. And that that's where I get a little afraid on the other side of it. Behind these closed doors and, and tall walls, bad things can happen. Yeah. So we got to be careful on that side too. Well, I I think you not know, too many secrets, but like I, be open o- openly healthy about whatever cr- creepy thing you're doing, but just don't throw it in everyone's face, in in the wrong yeah context. Well, and I I think that the, like that, one of the one of the the things I I learned in at you know Al-Anon was um, you know loving with detachment. You taught and, me that. And not not being an enabler because. It, it's it's like somebody with a, a lot of empathy. It's very easy for them to be manipulated by yeah, you a want junkie. everything to turn out okay. Yeah, and you try to fix the situation when really it's not your job to fix it. You need they have to fix it themselves. You right. can't you can't you make can't just some... pay pay for a problem to go away. Yeah, you can't just enable someone to live. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 have this issue, and I have the issue too. Mm-hmm. I would give my last five dollars to a homeless guy. When I needed to buy something with that for the family. Yeah. So my family was in my inner circle, and I treated my ex-family. Mm-hmm. My, my son's still my family, but, you know, my ex and, and that yeah. family. I treated them poorly because I was too busy caring about everyone outside our situation. Right. Instead of our own situation. Right. So I was kind of selfish in that respect, but I was selfless in the point that I just didn't exist at all, you know, with my dissociative thing. And yet... I was yeah. giving away funds from our family, which was not necessarily the best thing to do with those funds. Right. And that hurt our family, and I didn't think anything of it because I was part of a, a gestalt. I was in a group, my pod, if we were whales or something. Uh-huh. We were living together, and so anything that I decided to give away, I felt was like us deciding to give it away. And I have a mm. nature of generosity that wasn't appropriate at that time. Yeah. And then- so, so the enabling, where does that fit? It's like the other side of it. I was, I was, I was, yeah. we'd have arguments inside the family about that. And then I started feeling like an asshole and I was like, my nature is to, to be helpful, mm-hmm. but we're not in a position to be helpful. And so the opposite of enabling is this, this wedge that we put between us. Yeah. So it, it's, it, it, like, I, I remember talking to a lady who had a kid who was on the, who was, um, had Asperger's as well. And of course my eldest does. Yeah. And. And she was telling me that at 22, her daughter, who has Asperger's, had a job, but she had to drive her to work and back every day. And I'm like, nope. And and Daniel, I mean, yeah, when he was learning to drive, he was extremely resistant. But I was like, look, you're either going to learn to drive or you're going to move somewhere where you can you take the bus. You don't want to have to take him around everywhere. No. You want him secure and, and safe. When Ethan started using Uber and taking buses, I was so happy mm-hmm. because now at least he's open and he's, he can say, oh, well, I'm on my way home, but I, there's a game store. Let me get off at the bus stop yeah. and go to the game store. Yeah. Let me try one new thing. Yeah. And then he can open up his own doors and I'm good. What yeah. I need is for him to be able to work, which he is. Yeah. He's currently working. Yeah. And I need him to be able to transport himself. Uh-huh. And if he could figure out how to get a car thing together, he might be the kind of person who would sign up for a driver's ed class on his own go knowing nobody mm-hmm. he's very self-interested in education yeah he may very well be on that path to that that whole bit of fire that'll give him his life mm-hmm. and i'd like to give him that space to do so yeah and then when he's, he's he's more mature he might understand that i didn't mean to be a shithead i was just trying to be 
kind in a situation where someone else was very fear-based and I wasn't. Yeah. And so I turned into the bad guy on that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I wasn't, because I was, but I turned into the bad guy on that. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, it, it just floors me when I hear the, I, I remember back. We had the wrong polarities. No, I, I remember when Daniel was a toddler and he started walking at eight and a half months and I'm like, oh Lord, because he was not terribly graceful and I'm like, you know what? It's like, I kind of made peace with that point. This kid is probably going to get a black guy. He's probably going to scrape himself up. He may even break a bone. I'm not going to freak out over it. Right. On the other hand, Ethan never got to go play outside. He never saw any friends in the neighborhood. We were both held in the house. Aww. It was sad, but yeah. at least we joked around together, and we talked like once a day about his story or mine, my game or something, uh-huh. and we had a, a little bit of scientific talk, and, and he, yeah. he came to understand me as a guy to go to for science questions, yeah. and then when it came to life questions, it had to be mother, you know? Yeah. Like, she was so wicked. She said, mother, you know? <laughs> mother knows. Listen to mother, she'll but, tell you. But it, it's, it's just... I, I don't know. It, it's like I've I've always had that philosophy. Is I I let the kids do as much on their own, age appropriate, of course. But yes, yeah, of course, can. age appropriate. But you let them swear, and I yeah. was trying my whole life to get Ethan to say a swear or two, because I found that those kids were more well adjusted growing up. Well, I, I'm just like I mean, Ken swore like a sl- sailor. Uh, she used every word. Ryder swears language, like a right? sailor. I mean, it's like most of the most of the adults that have been in my kids' lives, and I'm mean, like, I swear too, but I, I I won't say like a sailor, but I I, I can, but I, sh- I swear like a what is it deckhand? <laughs> a deckhand. Yeah, and you're the but but I'm like it's kind of unfair to expect the kids not to swear when they're surrounded by adults who swear all the time. Right, it's so hypocrisy. I, I don't believe in yeah. hypocrisy in parenting I, at all. I, and I'm like, but I did expect right. them to, you know, learn when it was appropriate to swear and when it wasn't. Like, like, like no the swearing at school, you know, when, that kind of thing. When and, when there are when there are parents that refuse their children the right to swear, uh-huh. like use any language, any yeah. word in the language, uh, the kids will be limited in their vocabulary because they're going to find words are scary. Like, these words are forbidden. Yeah. So they end up being like really weird and uh, pastoral and and very weird, weirdly um, primitive mental- mentally. Mm-hmm. And so they're stuck with words that are blocked that they can't say. So they end up with hangups about that, and they start saying, "Oh, the word shit is disgusting to me so much that I might have some sort of weird, weird uh, uh, counter trigger to it, right?" And then they end up on some website being enabled, uh, yeah. being enabled by other people who are weirdly into coprophilia, and so that's a fuckery. So maybe let your kids swear so they don't get weird on shit. That's <laughs> well, what I, I mean, think. I wasn't allowed to swear growing up, and I, I mean, I turned out relatively okay. I mean, but it, so I, I don't think that's the end all be all. But I, I do think that if parents swear in the house, you need to expect that your kids are going to swear. It's just kind of they are goes and, and, with and, the territory. No, the parents don't swear. And then they it's have all said right. That, yeah. Don't be hypocrite. Yeah. Just say our family doesn't swear. It's a tradition or something. Yeah. Like uh, somehow our great great grandfather was a Catholic priest. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> he and a nun moved away and loved each other forever. <laughs> or like he was a. Uh, oh, it's a Protestant shit. It's got to be the Protestants. Because they're the ones that don't want to swear. They don't want to wipe their ass or anything. Like. <laughs> no, it's like they're touching an ass. They can't do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> So they walk around with no asses wiped. And I mean that, like, like personally. 
They don't wipe their own asses, these people. Well, then who wipes it for them? Does somebody wipe who it for Who wipes the white man? <laughs> what? Who what? watches the watchman? <laughs> who, who wipes the wiper? Like, <laughs> we got to figure this out. <laughs> it's the thing. It's like, if, if you don't wipe your own ass, no one else will. It's the main thing well, I'm trying to say here. Like, yeah. Dr. Phil might. So we're doing a Dr. Phil inclusion. Yes. So I've got my, my big big story we're still working on, apparently. <laughs> the whole thing is now part of an onion, as I call it. It's an onion of story. Oh, dear. But, uh, but yeah, it, it just, I don't know, that drives me crazy. I mean, is I, I don't know why parents do that to their children. I don't. It, it's, it's, an, like, it's, it's, it's a mindset it's, it's, that is so foreign to me. But notice... In that same constellation of mindset, yeah. we often get people who tell their kids Santa Claus exists. Yeah. We often get people who lie to their kids and tell them, we'll tell you later. Oh, Columbus discovered America. And the Indians said, oh, what? Well, we when, had Santa Claus. Where did come from? The we had America. Santa Claus when the kids were little. You did? Yeah. When they're very little, maybe. But your kids are capable of well adjusting to that. Yeah. I never once told Ethan Santa was real. I didn't believe in it. I was like, how the fuck's this guy passing beyond the speed of light? There's no fucking way. My equations do not allow this. And therefore, it is total bullshit. So, and then my mom, it helped that my mom was a schizophrenic who didn't believe in celebrating Christmas. So, between the two, I just didn't believe in Santa. My dad tried. And I was like, no, dad. Come on, man. Yeah, well, I remember, I remember being four years old true. and figuring out the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and Santa Claus all at the same time, and my mom was so disappointed because I was... It's like, clearly, I was then, still, yeah. you had, you had, you had yes. red yarn on the wall, and you were like, it was about like waist height for an adult, yeah. and you had red yarn down there, yeah. and you were just pinning things, and you're like, no, this doesn't work. It's clearly. <laughs> she, was, she was really disappointed I figured it out that quickly. Wow. And she's like, don't How tell your you? brothers. A four. Four. I was reading at three, and I, I when did you... You learn to read um i i don't remember ever not reading i used to fall asleep with picture books when i was a kid like my mom has pictures of me as a baby holding i didn't have a teddy bear i had a book i was hugging you hugged when I was the book. yeah you and i love books yeah i used to love books all the time um when i was a kid one of my favorite movies was never ending story right but never mind that <laughs> huh it's, it's funny. It's like that. That's a movie that, like, people of our generation, as like all of us, like, hold that movie, or most of us hold that movie dear and near to our hearts. And then, it's like, a great movie. Our, our, well, yeah, like a childlike princess. But I don't know that it's test. It, it, it's I don't know that it's Empress. aged as well as like some of the other movies it's, from our childhood. It's one of those movies where if you turn it on fuzzy and you watch it on like a TV, like the one I have here for my Nintendo, yeah. it. It works out. It, it works better on an older TV than, like, an HD yeah, 4K kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, some of the movies for our childhood have, have aged well, well, and our, our kids love it. You love, like, you know, like The Princess Bride. Princess Bride. But... And then, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> As You Wish, Weddings and More is our wedding venue. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, the never-ending story. There's a lot of people who've watched it recently who never saw it and are like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. <laughs> you know, you are Princess Buttercup to me. Oh, thank you. And I am your Wesson. <laughs> oh, I can't sword fight for shit. I like sword fighting. Well, what we do isn't quite sword fighting, man. <laughs> we, like, we could learn to sword fight. We could go like, to one of the... the the knight's practices. We very well could. Yes. Yes. Since... I need a good sheath. <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, we could burnish the, the wood. What are you talking about? We're talking about 
talking about uh, woodworking. It. <laughs> I think I'm uh-huh. gonna be woodworking later. Uh huh. Sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all by myself. <laughs> Uncle Scott's woodworking class on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I just I, I I don't know. I just I am astonished. And and as like you know, there's so many studies out there now that you know the millennials. It's like the some of them have been nicknamed the me generation because they're all me, about me, me. yes and it's like 30 years after they came in when what what, what year were they born uh millennials uh the oldest ones were like born in the early 80s really that that yeah because it's it's huh. millennial actually they ended they became adults at the millennium yeah gotcha. yeah yeah uh, that's and, and like like our our kids are actually post millennials. Well, I was born in seventy eight, and they often uh, say uh, Generation X and Millennial are connected. But I believe yeah. myself Generation X, and you yeah. say sometimes Millennial. You once said, but I don't have the attitude of a millennial. Well, I? I, there's overlap years. There's overlap years. Yeah. I'm in the overlap years. Yeah, you're in the overlap years. I'm one side. I'm straight Gen Z. But Strans, straight, Gen X, Gen but X. I'm straight Gen X. But now, like my brother is also in the my brother Nick is also in the the overlap years, and he's much more millennial. He's than so he is. millennial. Yeah, than he's he is. so millennial though. Yeah, like the thing is, uh, here's the difference between generations. Is I understand them, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll have a difference of opinion, or, or expansion of the opinion. I bet because we we agree largely. Uh, Generation X is very much disenfranchised with their parents. Yeah. From the baby boomers generation. Yeah. Right? And so they feel like these people had values that weren't worth it, worth anything. So the 60s were re- rebellion against that as well. And then their children were the, the Generation X, who who their grandparents sucked. Right? Yeah. So this is the first generation I've seen where the grandparents are the ones who are the villains. My theory is that the grandparents are who you want to emulate if you want power over your own parents. Mm. But the fullest extent of that is to get up to the 50s where they're wearing duck's ass haircuts and poodle skirts, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're the bad guys, and their kids are dicks yeah. to them. You know, they're well, it's it, like it's, 70s dads are, are just shitty, and then like uh, 80s dads are just trying to pay off their kids. Yeah. It's just bad, and then it comes back full circle to the kids are always getting a trophy for every damn thing they do, like wiping their own ass. Yeah. It, 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 well, it's interesting. Like, a lot of the, the generation wars, if you want to call them that, it seems to be boomers against millennials. And, like, even in, like, some of the charts that they have, you know, on news stations and stuff, they just completely forget about Gen X. It's, generation it's like, X is the coolest. It, it, I, I looked up to the Generation X kids because they already knew they were Generation X, and they were making movies like... Uh, Reality uh, bites. Reality bites is a yes. Gen X movie. Yes, it is. Exactly, and then and then of course in the seventies you see some people who are in the same mindset, like maybe the cool parents among the Generation X kids, mm-hmm. like the dad that lets the kids smoke pot in the Generation X movie. Yeah. You know, like the Mallory thing. Yeah. Uh, so so that dad would be in the seventies being cool, except for the fact that he's hanging out at the high school saying, "All right, all right, all right." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the cool dad, and he's a little too cool, if you ask yeah, me. A little creepy there. Like, I keep getting older. They say a the same thing. A little creepy. As he's looking at his own kids. But yeah, it. it, it and we get chomos in there for well, the Well, it's because, you know... Satanic panic and all that. Yeah, yeah, Gen X... That's how that happened. Gen X tends to be very independent people. And, uh... Yes. Uh, you know, and, and, like, politically all over the spectrum, but well, tend to be very independent. Their kids end up resenting their parents' independence, mm-hmm. right? So you end up with the millennials, and those millennials... Uh, after the 80s, right? The 80s kids off the, uh... Generation X, which starts when? When does Generation X start? 
Um, late sixties to early eighties. So through the seventies, your Gen X kids, yeah, were coming up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in the eighties, you get the parents that are trying to pay off their own kids because those are the Gen Xers that didn't quite make it. Because there's always nerds, right? Right. They're the ones that don't get the whole generation, mm-hmm. and they end up a little offset from that, like a counterculture to the counterculture. Mm-hmm. If everyone's counterculture, they're the squares. Yeah. And so they end up trying to pay off their own kids, and we get the eighties where they're all like succeeding beyond reason and smoke and like um snorting cocaine <laughs> and, and buying their kids every damn toy yeah and the, then after that everyone gets a trophy in the next generation yeah i got everything i needed my kid needs everything i needed and suddenly and, we get and, then, and then you you have like the the competing birthday parties for little kids mm. and yeah and everyone then, gets to go to my then, birthday party. then it, it goes to the that happened in that era it didn't happen before that big oh time. yeah it did like, not 50s parents weren't giving kids birthday parties that big no. Uh, little ones, and, yes. And, and it's like Maybe some 18. sort of status thing. That's weird. Maybe small. Totally weird. And uh, The status-seeking thing with it, the, it, it, my parents spoiled me, and now I'm going to I'm gonna show you how spoiled my kids are. Yeah. And how good that is. And, um, and, well, and, then, and then you move on, and it's like now they have these gender reveal parties, and I'm like, mm. that just... I was at a gender reveal party once. Yeah? Yeah. I was at the Boys and Girls Clubs doing a sleepover with the camp counselors, right? Uh-huh. It was a gender reveal party. Oh, dear. Because uh, they were all, kids were all asleep in the gym, and uh-huh. they were guarded by a chaperone. So mm-hmm. the rest of the counselors went out, and we went outside, and we smoked some pot. Mm-hmm. So we went inside, and we were singing, and we were dancing, and having fun. And uh, I remember I did the Free Willy song and revealed my uh, gender. Oh. I did. I said, I, you know, the little, little like, the Michael Jackson Free Willy song there? It was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> and I just pulled my penis as, as long as it would reach. Wow. Everybody, my friend Tyler dove behind a couch. Yeah. Uh, everyone just started freaking out and laughing. Um, and I just did it. So I was too, uh, I was, uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing. No problem. But nighttime at Crystal Lake, right? That's the mood. <laughs> it was nighttime at Crystal Lake. And then there was no killer that time. We got away with it that one time. Yeah, it will. Because <laughs> you know if you get sexual in those movies, you die. Yes, of course. And no one liked what I did. It wasn't offensive, but that was a different moray, too. <laughs> like, back then, you could say something to a woman. You, you, I could kiss you without you getting offended, and I'd have to sign a 10-page contract like, like the millennials make you do. It was well, just I like mean, you get away with doing something crazy at a party. Well, I, I, making sure you have permission is, is not necessarily a bad thing. But, but they but, can't read body language after a certain point sitting at yeah. computers all day. They don't know what the body language is. Oh, no. No, and the whole insult thing just drives me crazy. There was a, a story of a, a, a girl, she was 17 years old, she was uh, trying to be a, an influencer, and she had what they called an orbiter around her. An orbiter was someone hanging out with them? No, and what an orbiter is if you're like on YouTube, if you have like a YouTube channel. Yeah. Especially if you're a young pretty girl, you yeah. get these creeper guys that oh, come in. Oh, a stalker. On, yeah, so a stalking, they're, they're, stalking. they're orbiters. <laughs> they go to everything the person does and get involved. Yeah. Well, well that, that could be a, like an innocent thing too. Like if someone had a crush, like someone's playing basketball in the, in the high school, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the basketball games if you like the girl, right? Or the yeah. boy. Yeah. That's not quite the same thing, but... Doing it online gets creepy because you cannot see yeah. contact. Yeah, well, well, she she ended up getting creepy. getting murdered by this guy who was oh, orbiting no. her, and That's like bad. all the incels were like, "Yay!" He he was one of those incel heroes, and I'm like, just like, oh my god! Oh, he was an incel and he was a stalker. Yeah. Huh. Point. Uh, just like what the hell? It's like what are these? 
people teaching their children because I mean this kid was only I think he was only 20 or something he wasn't that old that's it but there's there's this mentality with guys like that that somehow women uh, well they treat women like they're property you know women are treated like property with those insult types they well yeah something to do with mom or mom leaving or mom cheating or dad dad treating mom like shit it's a number of like weak it's the mentality on women that's weak or maybe a woman was so abusive that they when they later got beaten up and they fought back that one time they suddenly then became like evil towards women because they got their power back in the wrong way I don't and know. And then some other asshole told them it was a good idea to I, do it that I, way. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there are some, definitely some downsides. I mean, besides the, the stupid political Facebook wars, there's definitely some downsides to having... I wish I could just get out of there. ...the internet and having, you know, these people actually encouraging each other with this kind of shit or, um, I, or you know, the, like the targeted people, you know... Oh, I'm targeted now by the government or by the Scientologist or yeah, by some paranoid. But, but what they Paranoia do, is now online. Yeah, and it's like they, 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 they get online and they find these forums and they, they encourage each other in their insanity. So, and I'm like... Can, can I ask you a question? Yes. With these stalker type people, uh-huh. like the really brutal people that do these murders and rapes and stuff, um, there is like... Uh, how do you feel about incarceration versus um say execution when it comes to rape like serial rapists and stuff um if it's a proven dna serial rapist i have no problem with them being executed same i feel like it's a death penalty issue yeah now if it's if it's if, if it's an issue of um like the only reason they're in jail is because of an eyewitness that's bullshit. That could I, be bullshit. That it's not could guaranteed be. bullshit, but it could be. Yeah, it's yeah. a bullshit but, thing. But it, or on. if if they've like if they've like confessed and it wasn't a con- uh, it could be coerced confession or even self coerced. Yeah, there are people who will sometimes confess to crimes right. just because they want to be interesting. They mm-hmm. say, okay, well, someone committed this murder, and they fantasize that somehow they get to yeah. live with that notoriety right. that they otherwise didn't have. Yeah. But every case is a little different, and that's such a corner case. We don't have to. Uh, consider that in this discussion, even though it would be considered in a court case. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was uh, like, I, I was listening to uh, uh, a podcast today with a coerced well, well convention uh, confession, and it was, it was interesting. And what was, what bothered me? They, the guys who's, well, okay, this older couple was killed in a farm in Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. And the police immediately targeted, like, their nephew. Just and automatically targeted him. I, I don't without, remember without why they picked him, but I, I guess he'd gotten into a little trouble smoking pot in the past, something like oh, that. Geez. And so, but he wasn't uh, on the IQ scale. He wasn't that high. He ended oh, up yeah. confessing. I can tell you a story in a minute. Even even though he didn't do it. Yeah. And not only did he confess, he named one of his other cousins as a co. His best friend is his cousin, and he said, yeah. "My best friend helped me, and we yeah. did it together." Yeah, and then he's, and, he's, and he's so going both to death of them both of them were arrested, too. but what ended up happening is like you know. before they even go to trial, the the yeah. at the crime scene they found this gold ring that had an inscription on it, and one of the police detectives tracked down the company 
that made the ring. The ring. So you and figure out what the orders to, were. Yeah, it tried to figure out where it came from because it wasn't the couple's ring. And so they were able to track it down, and they tracked it down to this guy in Indiana who had been given to him by a past girlfriend, and he had stuck it in, like, the glove compartment of his truck because yeah. they had broken up. And this teenage couple had stolen his truck and were, like, joyriding all through the Midwest, causing havoc, and they were the ones who actually killed the old couple. And the, the, the girl couple had killed another couple. The, 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 this teenage couple. Had, yeah, Bonnie had, and Clyde. Yeah, yeah, they had gone on a Bonnie and Clyde thing, and they they ended up at this farmhouse, and they they killed the old couple, and the girl had found the ring in the glove compartment, and had been wearing it, but it fell off during the commission of the crime. So they eventually, that by tracking down this ring and everything, they they had found these these kids because they were kids they were teenagers but both of them they had all the physical evidence they they found the the shotgun they were killed with they found all all this information the ring was at the scene clearly these are the people who committed the crime and they caught them they both confessed and still they kept the the wyoming police kept this other kid in jail for way too long because they were convinced that he must have been in on it too when he had absolutely nothing to do with it and i'm just like why why do police do that i don't know but you know i i felt so bad for the kid he did eventually get out and he's free but there's still people in the town who think that he killed his aunt and uncle when he had nothing to do with it and it was this crazy ass you know natural born killer scenario you know the natural born killer scenario these people have these fantasies that they're these powerful people to kill yeah something or someone for yeah some reason. and 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 the the teenagers both of them are in jail for they both got life sentences so they're both in jail but i i'm just like why why when the police make mistake can't they go oh you know sorry and let them out so right and they, they never want to admit they made the damn mistake yeah and so they leave people in jail just to kind of like save face yeah and why can you do that to somebody without going to jail yourself i don't know i disagree with that i think those people need to go to jail for as long as they've ever put people in jail well stack I, the years I, let, let, life if, in prison let me put it if it's an honest mistake I, I need to pause this but go ahead honest mistake is what if it's an honest <gasps> mistake and they realize it and they let them out immediately what then... about these habitual hanging judges though yeah the ones that just like to politically use their power to do things like take care of political and, and business enemies and and get hired to do so there's this one judge that was uh, putting kids in a kids prison because it was run by a company that was bribing him so those people oh, that, need, that need happen- life in prison. God, that happened... Uh, as long as they that, ever put that, in, that, people that in jail. That has happened more than one... Like, there's a town that... I think it was in Georgia that um, their, their, their biggest employer was this kid's rehabilitation camp thing. And um, so... And because it was the town's biggest employer, the, the judges would send kids their way even for minor infractions mm-hmm. and it turns out a bunch of them were being abused and whatnot and it was terrible absolutely terrible yeah that shit happens i know 
Yeah. I, I need to pause this though so I can go rinse my finger. I burned it. Oh. With my lighter. Okay. All right. Pause. Obviously. <clears throat> All right, I'm back. Welcome back. Now I'm uh, copying English a little bit. Okay, we'll just give it a minute. I'm gonna be fine. Are you give it a minute? You want that off? Huh? You want that off, do you? What? What off? I spat out a little cough in English. I'm fine with it. Oh, is that? Just a little bit. No, I figured I'd just let you take your your medicine there or your vitamins mm. there. Besides, I'm gonna start taking random pills so I remember to take my other pills. I'm not sure how that works, but okay. It works perfectly. If I find a pill, I take it. That's easy. And that way I'll never forget to take my pills in the morning. Oh, my. Ma'am. No, you could like, get into trouble doing that. That, that would be like, in a normal person's conversation, saying those words would have gotten us into an argument. But you know I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But with Tammy, it always led to the argument. My ex. I was like, I make a joke like that, and I just wanted to play a character who would have that opinion. But she never quite understood that, that whole Mallory joke I made. Because I, I, I want to have that level of, of interaction with you. Yeah. Where we, we do the Kenny Loggins jokes and, <laughs> and all the things where we have this little round the world joke. And I, I'm so glad I'm with you versus Tammy. Well, I'm glad you're with me too. Mm. And you and I can stand strong against Tammy and her I, evil plans. Yeah, right? I don't. Don't you want to sit down and have a war room meeting about Tammy? No. No? Okay, fuck that then. She, she is so... She's, she's not with it. She's not in our, in our lair. Yeah, uh, there's nothing she can do to us, so... Exactly. You know, I'm like, why bother? Why bother? Why bother concerning ourselves with someone who doesn't even entertain us in, in the war? Yeah. If we're going to go to war with someone, we have to be someone interesting. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, and that's the biggest I, that's insult fair. I can give her. Because she's going to wonder why she's not interesting if she ever hears this. So, Tammy, this one's for you. <laughs> this, this episode is proudly dedicated to Tammy. You know, I mean, it's like I was staying out of it until she started, you know saying shit about me that oh she's talking shit that she, she that tried to say, really made me mad what she say that that i was manipulating you or something and then, I'm, yeah i'm that, such an infirm person yeah. I, i'm so sick that i couldn't work and yet here i am being some sort of evil mastermind to you yeah and and i know that looks bad that on paper I, oh yeah that i i was like i must have no self-esteem you're just, you're just as smart as me and we joke around like that yeah we banter so she doesn't understand people who are smart and she assumes that everyone's as dumb as her Except for the evil mastermind, yeah. her ex-husband. A- anyway, like, yeah, that, that made me one. She started insulting me. That's like, okay, you brought me into it. And then she acts like she's the one being attacked. And I'm like, yeah, not so much. You're the one who started this bitch. You I'm know? clever, and that got me in a lot of trouble with her. Anyway. I, my problem with arguing with her was being too clever in the mm. situation. If I said something really like clever and she had to think about it three hours later, she realized I said something. She always thought that I had planned everything. But my mind works almost cryptographically. Well, that, that's just because she's projecting, and she's a planner, and she tries to manipulate, and so right. she automatically assumes that, that you're doing the same thing. Her goal it's is manipulation much, of others. That's and, all it is. And my goal is being understood. Yeah. I want you, when we talk, mm-hmm. I, I like how you understand what I'm getting to when I make a joke. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm on a path, like the 20-minute joke the, around the world, which mm-hmm. was basically just to set you up to understand that I do onion jokes. Yes. Like it was like okay. So first things first. Let's do the rings. I'll show you all the rings of the joke, and then all of a sudden we're doing spheres on it. And I did monkey bars, and I told you about how it works, and and you could hear my joke after that. Yeah. And we understood each other. Tammy could never even get on board with any of the stuff that I almost need for my inner fulfillment, the banter stuff. Yeah. And so, it was gonna be a misery. It was total misery. Yeah. I don't really blame her for being simple-minded. 
because she is simple minded. But I will say that she's simple minded. Does that make some sense? See, she laughs right when it's supposed to. Right when you're supposed to laugh. That's the joke. The joke is, it's as far as I go with it, I go up to the pale and no further. No beyond the pale for me. But right there, I will say she is simple-minded, and that is the whole Well, insult. I mean, Keith used to project stuff on me all the time, too. I mean, he always accused me of cheating when he was the one cheating. Cheating. He cheats, and then he blames you. Yeah. and uh, But he accused me of cheating. He thought I cheated with the neighbor and, and yeah. this person at work and yeah. whatnot. And I'm like, I never did. Here's an odd thing. But, you For know, these people that hold grudges, they need to understand that we don't, right? You and I don't hold grudges. No. So here's how I feel about it. Can I ask you? Instead, mm-hmm. do you feel as though you are you would absolve him of, quote, cheating because it led you to our relationship? Would you consider that an acceptable thing to have happened in the past? I wouldn't. I, I, okay. You can't revoke it. It happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I absolve him of it. That's not the it's right his, word. It's his but nature, does though. does it, like, hurt me anymore? No. No, but you laugh about him now, too. Yeah. When he's being a dirty dog, so to speak, yeah. he's hitting on a woman while his wife's in the car as they're about to go to his wedding in front of his own daughter. Yeah. He was hitting on a girl. He was up. hitting on BJ in front of his own daughter really badly, too, like like, like lascivious, apparently, mm-hmm. which is enough of a messed up thing to do in front of your own daughter, right? Yeah. So he did this, and on a sitcom, it's funny. It's funny on a sitcom, but in real life, it sometimes doesn't seem too funny. It's creepy. Which is why I think we should all live in genres, and we'd all get along a lot better. But, yeah. There's my proposal. I mean, it's like he's, he's, almost, he's almost a caricature of, a, you know. Just he, kidding. He, he, it's Production. like he lacks depth. He lacks total depth. And He's and, a secondary character on a sitcom. So, I mean, yeah. Do I, do I hate him? No. Do I love him? Absolutely not. If he were the last man on earth... I would become a lesbian, okay? What if, you know? <laughs> okay, what if there are no other people on Earth and it's just him and you? I, 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 you know, make really good friends with many toys and animals. You'd be, you'd be hanging out with the deers and and the rabbits. Well, not in a sexual way. A bestiality. I don't mean like that. Never I mean, the answer. Friendship, though. I'm talking about friendship. Would you no, ever be friends with them? I, I can't be friends with. I them. I didn't mean sexually at all. I was, I mean, you and I, I can wear like. He deer doesn't suits know how to be friends. What? I can't be friends with him. He you can't even be friends with the guy. He doesn't. So you know lock him in a cave and get him fed like no, an animal. No, no, I just ignore him. You ignore I mean, him. Yeah. Here's what I would do if I had to live on the same island as, like, say, Tammy. I, I wouldn't keep her captive because she's a woman. But if it was Keith, I'd put him in a cave and I'd feed him, and he'd I, be a pet. That would be too much work. He'd be a pet. He can feed himself. Well, what would you do if you were on an island with Tammy? I, well, I, I have no idea. Would you make up and become friends? Because she's she's not evil. She didn't do anything specific well, to Well, I wouldn't do anything bad to her. She'd probably hate me. She'd probably get over but it. But that's okay. But you know, she's not going to be. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, if she wants to hate me, that's fine. I don't care. I mean, the her opinion of me does not like affect me She doesn't me understand that other people exist in some level. Yeah. That's her problem. And, and Keith's opinion of me does not matter to me at all. I don't really give a shit what he thinks about me. Right. It's like, I know he still thinks I'm out to get him, and that's fine. It, and it's amusing sometimes. I know, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's just like, come on, dude. How many years have we been divorced? Why do you think I'm still out to get you? You know? <laughs> come on. <laughs> so do you think... One of the things I've done with... I keep asking, do you think? Because I really feel bad about expressing what I think sometimes. Because even though I talk all the time, I hardly ever express as directly as I, I've been doing today in some way. Okay. Um... I think that looking at your problems in your head 
as if they were animals with certain motives, like predators, parasites. They have certain motives. You can kind of make up a whole monster manual in your own head of your enemies, your oh. internal enemies, right? Okay. So if another person fits a bill, you can sort of model their psychology as if they have their own animal, uh, their own uh, ecosystem in their own head. Yeah. And in doing so, you can understand they're mostly top-heavy with predators. They're mostly top-heavy with omnivores, these things. Okay. So omnivores are people who are just too into everything, like pansexuals, for example. I think a pansexual is just not healthy. But if they're they're literally willing to experience everything, like they like the one I talked about where the guy put his penis in the wax from from like a, a wax melter, you know this guy did that and then ended up being really inappropriate with kids. Well, Kyla told me a pansexual, and I would is actually a person who's attracted to the personality and the mind of a person. That's a not, sapiosexual. That's but, a different thing. But not necessarily. She's wrong. Whatever body. According to the definition, she's okay. still young and she's wrong on that. It's uh-huh. a sapiosexual that is that. And I consider myself a sapiosexual who is into the female body. Okay. And I don't mean just, like, I, I when it was genetically, when I met mentality on genetics, it had to be female genetics. I am not looking to ever be interested in men. Right. Right? But I'm a sapiosexual because the games that we play here, the jokes and the and the, and the dance is the part that's sexual, and, and it doesn't have to be sexual for everyone else. Mm-hmm. You and I could be doing something very subtle, and that's our romance that gets us back to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's just romance. You can call it romance all you want, but for me, it's it's pretty. It can get dirty. <laughs> it can get really dirty. But well, I mean, I, I that should just be charming. I, 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 I need to have somebody I can have a decent conversation with. I I can't handle dumb. You can't in terms of a relationship. I can't. All right, so yeah, I just have to raise not. my IQ a little bit. No, you're fine. All right. You keep me on my toes. I, I actually do. appreciate. I keep that. you on your toes, but I'm always on my toes. That's how hard it is. <laughs> I have to always be on my toes. Just no, to... you don't have to always. I know. I love it. I feel like I belong on the balls of my feet. Yeah. And that my my ankles are my uh, heels are actually more like my ankles because mm-hmm. I hardly ever use them. Yeah. Walking, I don't walk flat foot. I actually yeah. walk on the balls yeah. of my feet like yeah. a bear. You actually, with that, you would be a very natural dancer. You know that. I am a natural dancer. Yes. I could show you later. Okay. I, I realized I can dance the other day because I was doing balance uh, exercises yeah. with a, a cane that I was balancing on a finger and, and moving from finger to finger while it was balanced. Mm-hmm. I was testing a few things. I've been juggling a little bit. I've been throwing things behind my back, trying to get my connection to my body so that I can be running around this property to clean it. Not because I'm lazy. It's all training. Yeah. I'm training myself to do this thing that we're going to do together with the wedding venue. Yeah. And so I'm doing well. Yes, you are. Yeah. But I, I've been dancing a bit, uh, like uh, just kind of moving the way it would make sense. Like if I've seen someone dance like this, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Because if I've seen it, I can do it. It's kind of a superpower. But but that is that is something that is uh, like like when Kyla took dance when she was little, she 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 ta- walked on her toes all the time too. It, it, and uh, for for me, my dad said it was how my mom taught me how to walk. When she was still relatively healthy, mm. she held me up, arms up. Yeah. I don't believe that though, because my arms don't want to go up. Yeah. It's 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 just what my dad said and what he how he interpreted it. Right. But in all reality, I think I've always walked on my toes because it's, it's quieter. I sneak around the house and eat peanut butter. I I <laughs> you learned, still do that. I still do, but I use I use at least I use a spoon now. I yeah. Use my hands. It's amazing how many peanut butter spoons I find in the sink. I'm I'm peanut butter man. I eat tons of peanut butter. You know what? That's okay. You're keeping your A1C under control. You it's can not even Peter much... Pan peanut butter, despite... Yeah, you can... It's Jif. 
and you let it chew. <laughs> it's good peanut butter. I want more peanut butter now. <laughs> You've got I have, some right there. I have a jar of peanut butter that's mostly empty. I, I ate oh. most of it. Oh, okay. I need to buy a whole bunch of peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate. I was thinking of uh, heading yeah. to Costco tomorrow. Maybe I'll pick some up. Get me like a, a tub of peanut butter, Costco style hot tub worth of um, peanut butter. And find something for to feed our D and D crew tomorrow. Oh yeah, graham crackers with peanut butter and jelly. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know you remember it. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. No, you you like ballroom dancing. It's like you're supposed to be on your toes. We could do it. You we should take a ballroom dancing class. I would love that. You Let's know do what? It. I know how to ballroom. Let's go dance. take it. We were gonna take stuff. We we were gonna go every Thursday to learn something or do something for ourselves. We started with comedy. And we talked about ballroom dancing, and we never went. We need to go do that on Thursdays or whatever day it works for you. Uh, when you had the old schedule, it was Thursday was a great day because mm -hmm. you you could take the night after Thursday off and you had Friday off and then the yeah, weekend, right? Yeah. Perfect to do these things. But now we have a different schedule, so Friday might be the day to go do this stuff. Well, okay. I'll, I'll see Open mics were on Thursday, so it worked yeah. for comedy. But yeah. now it'll be something else. Well, I mean, I can still do Thursdays. We'd probably see better comedy on a Friday. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now that things are getting back <coughs> in gear, even We with should the... start doing the date night thing again. I would love that. And then we'll come back the next day and do our show. Okay. After the date. At least we'll have something to talk about no matter what. Yeah. Okay? Oh, I, I watched a really good movie. Which was it? It was, it was called Ophelia. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, well, I thought that would be the one you'd watch. No, no. It, it was called Ophelia. It's Ophelia. on HBO Max. Ophelia? I hardly know her. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, and then the face I made. <laughs> but but it is, it is the story of Hamlet... Uh, told pig, from right? Ophelia's yeah. point of view. And, yeah, I've um, read. It. I've actually I've read Ophelia. And it briefly. was it was a really good movie, and it it's, it's starring the 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 girl that uh, played uh, Ray in the Star okay. Wars movies. Although you barely recognize her because she's a redhead, and she looks like a natural redhead. Who's the redhead? Um, the the girl who played Ray in the Star Wars. Oh, movies. that one. That's a redhead. Yeah, but it, it looks completely natural on her and I, it makes me question what her actual natural hair color is at this point because I barely recognized her and then I'm like looking at her face and I'm like she looks really familiar to me and I, I had to look and I'm like is that the girl from Star Wars and I'm like it is it was a very good movie uh, it also had um, the uh, Tom Felton in it Tom Felton is in where it was in the movie Ophelia. Okay, and what he, else was he in? Was it he or was Felton. Felton. Okay. He 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 played um, Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. The the kid, not Lucius. He, he played Lucius was the dad. The, Draco. Draco Malfoy. Yeah, he played Draco Malfoy. Oh, I know this guy, Tom yeah. Felton. You Tom say. Felton. Yeah. He's a he's a good villain. Was he a villain in Ophelia as well? No, he he played. Um, Good, good she, what's his name? Larides, I think. Larides. He, he, um, Ophelia's brother. I want to see this. When is this? When was it's it? on HBO Max. Right now? 
Yeah. I could watch Ophelia after the show. Yeah, it was it was very good. It was very good. And I gotta was, get HBO Max. It was a nice. On this. I do. It was uh, it was a really interesting. And what was cool about the movie is, yeah, because I mean, like I I've seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstein are dead, which yes. is which Gildenstein. is a comedy, but it's it's funny and it's it's like you know following those two side characters through the whole Hamlet story. Well, it's similar to Rosencrantz's Guildenstern are are dead in that sense that it's Ophelia while well, all the Hamlet stuff is going on but the way they incorporated the actual lines from Hamlet into the story really really it worked seamlessly they worked in the Guildenstern story Guildenstern worked in every other aspect of the Hamlet story like as if a landscape like they were sitting around the corner from Hamlet yeah, and yeah. they were just sitting there in one spot right right and right they were, and, and, and the way they I actually think Ophelia did that idea better because she was in while in the story she was they were saying their lines that were Hamlet based but there was a whole undertone that you didn't know about that was told by the by Ophelia the movie which I thought was really cool the way they an undertone they, between Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead now, on the landscape is Ophelia it's the same story related to the other two correct well yeah I mean yeah. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are, are barely in this movie in Ophelia but the, the idea behind it that they're telling the Hamlet story from other people's point of view it is that it is in that sense it's like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead but uh, it's unlike it in the way that they it's very seamlessly put into the Hamlet story yeah like like everything they put in the movie you're like oh yeah that if you didn't know that that makes sense the all the lines make sense it's it's not like they're just watching from the outside because she's in the middle of a lot of the stuff that's going on and um, it's actually, it, it's very, very well done. And um, I, I really, really like the movie. It's, 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 I mean, granted, I haven't been watching much TV lately, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I would enjoy it, too. I'm going to yeah. see if I can see it either tonight or soon. Okay. It sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to say something about our relationship. Mm -hmm. We both have each other in our hearts, right? Yes. Very deeply. And in a very... Uh, to me, haptic and visual metaphor, I live inside your heart, but only because you first live inside my heart, and you invited <laughs> me into yours. And uh, I was thinking a lot about soulmates. Okay. And this idea that people want to merge together to become one being. Mm -hmm. I disagree with it. Okay. I think that there can never be love if you just merge with your own soulmate. Yeah. You would be left with no soulmate, and both of you would feel that, and you would find yourself miserable. Yeah. And you'd probably become evil. Hmm. Because... Uh, if you have no soulmate, you have no love, and no love possible, no one could ever understand you again, because you merged with your soulmate. And that okay. would be the wickedest evil possible that would start with love. Wow. Because it would lead to all evil. If someone merged with their own soulmate, they'd find themselves unloved, they'd end up going doing horrible things for attention, and they'd eventually become the wickedest person at all. Wow. That's what I was thinking about. Okay. I've been thinking about that for a couple of days. Okay. Actually, a long time. And so that's what I think the root of evil was. We started all in love, and then people started trying to merge to each other. They found themselves without any possible love other than themselves. So then the birth of the first egotist, and then, of course, all evils from there. Hmm. Anyway, that's a good way to end the show. <laughs>
<laughs> when you say we're wrapping up. I'm, get, okay, I'm getting real philosophical now. Yeah. But that's what I think happened. Okay. That's how evil began. Okay. Merging with your own soulmate. All right. <laughs> we got to say separate but equal, and I'll live in your heart and you live in mine, but you're you, and you can have more of you inside me than the other way around. Okay. I only live in one place, here, and I, I live in your heart a little. Okay. Okay? Love and that you. way we'll stay in love forever and never go evil. Okay. I, I, I do not plan on going evil. Excellent. All right. If you do, I'll be there. <laughs> I love you, baby. I love you, too. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you all for listening.